0: Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host Eloisa, and this month is very special because it is Women's History Month. So throughout the course of March, we'll be bringing you a collection to encourage the study, observance, and celebration of the vital role women play in history and in the future. In addition for this month, we have partnered with Girls on the Run non-profit program that inspires confidence in young women and empowering them to be physically active while developing and strengthening important transferable life skills today's guest is such a phenomenon and has faced incredible experiences from acting to now running her own fitness business voted top pilates instructor in the nation by vogue magazine Lottie's master, Leslie Carpenter, has focused her entire career to creating a community of people, all with a goal of living their happiest and healthiest lives. Welcome, Leslie.
1: Wow, thank you for that introduction, Eloise. I'm floored, and I'm so honored you asked me to come, you know, so, so happy we met. You're just, you're so brilliant and diligent in your work, and it's really no surprise to me that we've attracted each other.
0: Absolutely. Well, likewise, thank you so much for coming on. So can you share with us a little background on yourself and what got you started?
1: Sure. Uh, such like a big question. I mean, I've always, I've always been really energized. I've always loved entertaining people. Like you said, I started off in acting and it was always about, for me, I always loved comedy there was a part of me that wanted to do the drama and I've always been attracted to drama, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, and I grew up, you know, in a house with parents who really, really believed in me to the point that uh, I almost crossed over into delusion a little bit. Like my mom always was like, you could do it. You could do anything. And like my ideas get so big and I'm so grateful to have been raised in that way, as opposed from like a lack mentality, which I see a lot. So I always just really believed I could do anything if I really put my head into it, you know, and with acting, you know, I mean, I loved lighting people up, but the industry itself was so gross. I mean, I could tell so many stories about all those men. I'm doing air quotes because you guys can't see it, but, um, you know, and I I won't spend our time going there, but that's not actually, Bottom line, like for me, it was Pilates, like finding Pilates in this deep heartbreak that I had. It was my first real love, my, my high school sweetheart. And, you know, we did long distance and we were so in love. And, you know, he went to Emory in Atlanta and I was at USC and it was this whole, like, you know had our whole lives planned out. And then he broke my heart and I really fell apart. You know, I really, my feelings were so big And I had never experienced anything like that because I really had this like beautiful life and I just didn't see it coming. So I fell apart and I really wasn't like honoring myself, not because I didn't like have self love, but because I didn't have any tools to deal with these huge feelings. So I very quickly, you know, I was already a a pretty tiny girl and I very quickly became like a shell of myself, you know, and you know, I talked to therapists and psychologists and I wasn't anorexic, like I didn't like how I looked, but I was so, I guess they the way they explained it was if you're anorexic, you look in the mirror and you think like, wow, you know, I look really heavy or fat or whatever. And for me, I was like, I look terrible. I look like a skeleton, like I was so sad, but I couldn't move and I couldn't do anything. And it was crazy because I was this driven, motivated girl, you know, and thank God I had acting at the time because Boring myself into that was what took me through it and then finding Pilates and fitness because I had to rebuild my body and that is how I found fitness which is so crazy. I wasn't an athlete growing up like if you talk to people in my high school I was just like super energized artistic girl but um, it's just like this it's one of those things where you look back at it and I see now why everything had to happen the way that it did and it just makes my purpose so much clearer to me because I can really like be a source of light for people who think that there's no coming back from something, you know, cause I rebuilt myself. It's very cool. So that's my background. And then I got all the trainings and certifications, like over the top studying cause I had to be the best. And you know, that's, that's a good quality. I think that I don't want to let go of, but that's the basic background of how I got to where I am.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that is incredibly powerful. Something that I've always valued it so much from, from some, actually, honestly, one of the biggest, some of the biggest female mentors that I have in my entire life is that women have this unique ability to take something that could be so negative and really turn it into something so powerful, more, more enlightening, something that really drives their passion back into their lives and into what they're doing. And it seems like that's exactly what you've done from shifting away from acting to the fitness space and now starting your own business.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, like with the acting, like there was a very clear moment for me where I knew because I I was in acting class. I loved, I loved telling stories and I loved living all these lives, you know, but it wasn't the sleazy guys that made me not want to do the acting like that. I could let go of, you know, like, trust me, I pushed those guys off and I kept my integrity and I'm so grateful that I never said yes. I had some big opportunities. Again, I'm with the air quotes, you know, (laughs) and honestly it was a combination of like I didn't like who I was like I was so relentless and I still am you know with my business ventures and how I go all in but it was to the point of like I remember it was my dad's birthday dinner it was like a big birthday dinner like I think it was like 60 or 65 one of those and I got a soap opera audition and I had no desire to be on a soap opera it was like the fourth time they were bringing me in and like out of all the things I wanted that was not it and you know soap opera auditions if anyone's listening it's usually like 11 pages of sides you have to learn all this stuff it's the next day you have to be off book cuz that's that life and i was like i have to go i have an audition and i like left my dad's birthday dinner to like go learn these and i like remember just driving home being like who are you You know, like my dad's like my hero. He's like the greatest person in the world. And like family's everything. Like, what am I doing with my life right now? But that still wasn't the end for me. Like for me, it has to get really bad before (laughs) I stop. And so it was, it was this moment where it's funny. It was me and a bunch of friends in acting class. And they were like, I can't believe you booked seven co-stars in one year. It was crazy. Like I'm telling you, I knocked anything out of my way that was in my way. I was like, I'm going to get on CSI Miami. Got on. I'm going to get, on. I was crazy. Like I was working so hard. And my friend Liz said to me, imagine you get a role as a series regular on a show. And every day you get to go and you get to make 60 grand an episode and you get to like play. And I thought, Oh my God, what if every day, I was going to show up on a set sit in hair and makeup and play the same character and learn all these lines in a concrete box that's not what i want i don't care about making all that money like of course everybody wants to make money but i wanted to play all these different characters and live all these different lives and that was like really a moment for me where i had already fallen in love with pilates and i was like what if i just make a lot of money teaching Pilates and produce films with roles I want to play. And I get to play all those crazy characters and put all my friends in it. And then something happened that I shifted and I really poured myself into Pilates, mostly because I wanted to make a lot of money and produce films. But then what happened was I saw how I was changing people's lives. And I saw that little girl in me that didn't have a way of handling all those feelings. And it was so fulfilling that like, I have no desire to do that anymore. Like, it's crazy. I really think... Martin Scorsese would have to be listening to this podcast, Eloisa, and call me on the phone and say, I have a role for you, for me to walk away from what I have right now. Like it would have to be that big because I love what I'm doing so much,
0: you know? It's right. It's crazy. absolutely. I mean, I, I reflect on the phrase and something that, I mean, my mother told me when I was younger is do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And that's exactly it, what you've done. It's exactly
1: it. And like, you know, in real life, before this all happened, I had so many people ask me all the time, like, how come you don't wanna have your own Pilates studio? Like all the time. And it wasn't that I didn't wanna have my own Pilates studio. Like that was one of the many things that I saw, this is before pandemic hit. But my thing was, I teach four classes in a row on Sunday now at this one studio, four on Saturday at this other studio. I can fit, they have 14 to 18 Pilates machines, which is, that's a big Pilates studio, at least in Los Angeles. Most Pilates studios have eight, nine beds, usually seven. I thought, so the most people I can affect on one day is, is 80 people, basically, if all four classes are full. It's very hard to teach a fifth class. I've done it and you're sort of like really out of it. And it's hard to think straight, not physically doing it, just walking around and teaching people and demoing the moves. But I was like, It's something I want to do that brings me joy is affecting this giant group of people like a movement, you know, and so I created my own class before pandemic that I would pop up once a month. And I would pop it up at this awesome dance studio called the sweat spot, which is this iconic silver lake spot I'm so sad it closed during pandemic it breaks my heart and. Also at Third Street Dance, which is where they filmed Dancing with the Stars, it was very like romantic and uh, cool to like bring this vision I had to life. And the amazing thing was at Sweat Spot, you could fit so many people in that room and it was just this like high energy celebration and I thought this is my purpose, you know, and that was the hardest thing for me when the pandemic hit because I thought, I finally figured out what I want to do. I want to do these huge classes and find a space and and you know do my programming and I don't need a machine, you know, whatever. I love the machine and I can then also have that two studios and and then I figured it out. Like, like the virtual world is crazy, Aloisa. Like, I'm not saying I would never want to do these in real life things again, but like, what an amazing thing to think that if you play your cards right virtually and you get this going the right way, you can affect people all over the world.
0: Absolutely. That that's really the magic behind social media and the digital world these days is that yes, it definitely has some of its cons, but the pro behind it is that now you have the opportunity to connect with so many different types of people all at the same time.
1: And you never know whose day you're changing. I mean, like even in real life, like you never know who someone is, you know, like one of my regulars in class is this like Pulitzer prize winning national geographic war photographer, you know, like That's amazing. And then I have, like, if I really listed out who these people are by their careers, it's mind blowing. Obviously actresses in in Hollywood and DJs and all these things in LA, but like deep down at the root of it, it's like, it's that person that like you would never expect really needed that class. You know what I mean? And it could be one of those people, but like anybody can experience it. It's so cool. It's just such an opportunity for like anyone listening to this, like to really see your vision out. And if your vision is to have a small Pilates studio that's a beautiful thing. Like, that's great, too. You know, so it's like, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it.
0: That's, that's so true. And I think something that I reflect on is that with the pandemic, one of the biggest takeaways that we can call it that a lot of people started to realize is how important health and wellness really is. What role would you say fitness has played in your life?
1: i mean obviously it saved me like literally physically saved me i mean i was like this sad like i've always been this like happy-go-lucky glass half full and it was that was a time in my life where like i just remember like i remember eating like those apple power bars apple cinnamon so gross and like fruit and i couldn't stomach any i was so you know i was so heartbroken not broken but it, sa- it literally saved me. It literally pulled me out of a time that I felt totally lost and totally unloved and took me to where my feet are and like showed me like the power of self-love and like the physical mental connection is crazy. You know, like it's, it's like you only have one body, you know, and, and it's like, if, if you don't like your friends, you could get new friends. Like if you don't like your man, could kick him to the curb. You know? <laughs> if you don't like your family, like I think you should work it out. You know what I mean? definitely don't marry a guy you'd want to kick to the curb, (laughs) but um, you know, Chris, such a lover. I mean, that's a whole other podcast about romance, but um, it's like, you're stuck in this body. You're not going to get out of this body no matter what. And like, the amazing thing about our body is you can treat it pretty terribly and bring it back. You know, you hear all kinds of stories about addiction and things like that. And it's like, I don't know, like the thing that surprised me the most in this time is how many people have told me that I'm keeping them mentally Sane. Like, literally, what I hear almost from my entire community is like, my butt has gotten perkier. And I feel like you're keeping me sane. You're the thing that's keeping me sane. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, the physical, mental connection is just, there's no way around it, you know?
0: Definitely. That's something that, especially myself being part of the fitness industry, not a lot of people tech, definitely realize how much of an impact health and wellness and fitness can have on all aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. Immediately at first glance, they think, oh, there's, I got to do 30 minutes of what? I got to lift something. I got to move my body. <laughs> like that's exhausting. But then they start to realize like, okay, It has so many different benefits from emotional benefits, mental benefits.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, look, obviously for longevity, like important things like bone density, you know, keeping your like strength training. I could talk about that forever. How weights don't make you bulky. Like that is the most frustrating conversation. Carbs don't make you fat. Like we could talk for hours about all these things, you know, but like deep down for me, it's like that stuff of course matters like longevity. But in this moment, like all those feelings that are in us, like we need an outlet for it, you know, like pandemic or no pandemic. Like it, I, I hear people like honking their horns and I'm like, I wish they would just come to class and like push that, you know, band away or whatever. Cause it's like, it's just this outlet. And like, where else can you go where you can just be totally impulsive and you don't have to stop, think, how's this gonna affect someone else? If I do that, you just get to go and like be that raw animalistic, like part of yourself that needs to like get out it's so freeing. There's a lot of that in my classes too. It's like, it's a lot of just like, let it out, like, let it go, you know? And it's like, it has to be fun. Like fitness has to be fun. It's not a punishment. You know, it makes me sad that people think that, but Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just so positive.
0: Completely agree. So fast forward to current state, you've got a lot of exciting things come up. You have your own business. Can you kind of walk us through this? What were some things that you had wished you had known before starting your business? Oh my gosh.
1: Well, it's so crazy. It's like in a weird way, I always felt like I had my own business. Like I always felt like an entrepreneur my whole life. Like even when I taught at studios, I always taught at a bunch of studios, you know? And it was, I would never teach at a studio that tried to control what I was teaching. Like there's a lot of studios in Los Angeles that would approach me and say, hey, we pay a better rate than these other places, but here's what you have to do here. This is gonna be the workout we do on every Monday across board at all our studios, like without naming out any brands. It for me was like a nightmare. Like I go, I have this idea of what I'm gonna do in this class. And then I get to the class and I feel the energy of the room, even the Zoom room, the live stream, it's the same thing. it's like, okay, I'm gonna start with butt today. I'm gonna do single leg squat. I'm gonna drop down into and it's like whole idea. And then I like start feeling the people, I'm like, wait a second, they could totally have like an extra series of holds and pulses and an extra lunge and an extra. This crew is killing it, and it changes. So like, if somebody told me this is what you're doing, so I always like felt like I was an on- I was always an independent contractor, not an employee. But I always felt like I wanted my own space, though. Like you know, like. And, and then my, my friends and I would joke, body by Leslie, a body by Leslie class, you know, like the Leslie cult, like people would say, like when they would come to the studios and it made me laugh so hard. And I was like, what well, I can't call my business the Leslie cult, the cult of Leslie, like that is a little bit, <laughs> you know, although some of the girls tell me like they are, they've been buying kelp noodles because it's one of my recipes in my, in my book. And this, was, <laughs> I got this text earlier and she was like, my husband, Maggie's like, my husband thinks I joined a cult or something because of <laughs> what are things arriving at the house? Bands and kelp noodles and like, it just made me laugh. But um, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, the question was about starting my own business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like specifically to what? To what, what's the specific question?
0: Just any learnings, something that you you wish that you had known before starting a business? Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, well, first of all, I wish that I had known that like, well, I wish I had known more about marketing and sales because that is like a whole marketing sales, brand deals, partnerships, contracts, how to negotiate brands approaching me, like social media, all those things like navigating technology, you know, like everything was new to me. Like Slack is a miracle, you know, like shout out to Slack. Like, I mean, all these things, like it's still something I, I, I have to learn to navigate better, you know, and also just like it's like not getting distracted by the shiny objects. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to give you free stuff, but like, where is your heart in it? And like, it's kind of like all the studios that would say, oh, I'll pay you this if you come here. It's like, negotiate your rates, know your worth. Don't work there if it doesn't feel right to you. You know, like just don't do it. And like, you see these, like, I call it the girl in the red dress, like from the matrix. And it's like, you got to walk away from the girl in the red dress. Cause you will, you need to be on your mission and it's so much better than that. It's so much bigger than that. And it's so easy to be like, oh, well, this brand wants me to do this. You know, it's like, is that what you want? Is that in, in line with the vision? Maybe, maybe it's a great opportunity or maybe it's just like, no, thank you. You know, and that's been a lot for me. Also like hiring a team. Oh my God. When I look back at the beginning of this pandemic, it's so crazy what I was doing. Like IG live. And I was like, what is this? Like, I got to go to zoom. I got to see people, you know? Go to Zoom, people Venmoing me. Like I said, just Venmo me. I was doing three times a week Tuesday, Thursday, or Thursday. So it's too much for me to keep track of, or all three. So everyone say all three, $45, you know, 15 bucks a class. I should have just said, Venmo me $45 at the start of the week if you want to come to class. But really, what I should have done is gotten a scheduler like way before I did. Really, what I should have done is hired a marketing strategist and Found people that understand this stuff that I have no background in and like, yeah, but you know, I found my way and I guess anyone who's trying to start their own business, just know that like you will, you might need to like keep doing something till it's not working for a while. Like I hired a bookkeeper. I said, here's my Venmo earnings. You know, I know if you make more than 11 grand, you have to claim it and put it in your business account. Obviously that adds up fast if you're teaching three zoom classes a week, you know? So it's like, yeah, You just have to hire people. You have to stay in your zone of genius and then hire out. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. finally getting to that point of realizing I can't, I don't want to wear all the hats, Eloisa.
0: Absolutely. And that's something that entrepreneurs are definitely hard. It's, it's difficult to hear that, to see that because ultimately this is your baby. this is your business. You want You want to make sure that everything is is really aligned to how you want it to be, and as you should. This really is going to be your baby, and it's hard to to delegate those tasks every now and then. But ultimately, it comes down to the long term vision of having an empire, and knowing that in order to get an empire, we need a team.
1: And that's what I said from day one. I want to have an empire, and like (laughs) I know it's like I know it sounds a little nuts sometimes when I'm talking, but like I see it, you know, and like. BDL shop and doing that the right way was so important to me. Like if I set it up and it, people aren't getting their products and their services, how are they going to trust me? Like the community I have now fully trusts me. Like they know me, they know I deliver. When I was sending zoom links out, they fully trusted me like, I needed to know that these things were going to work. If someone's mm-hmm. going to buy my hot 10 on demand series, of 10 signature classes, it needs to be delivered to their inbox and it needs to work in the right way. It needs yep. to like be posted on the proper platforms. You know, if somebody's going to buy my kit it needs to reach them. Like I created a kit, it's awesome. I have a hundred more ideas of workout gear that I want to add. And the girls are like, we need merch, we need shirts. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, hold on. You know, the primary aim is for me is the workout and getting people fit Right now it's not closed. It doesn't mean that that won't ever happen, you know? But it's just like, just for today, I have to like really as a business owner prioritize first things first, you know? And like, I knew I wanted to turn my bikini challenge into something that people could do, my six week bikini challenge. That's my signature program. And it had to be something people could do. Someone's Mm -hmm. like, I wanna change my body and my life. I'm committing for six weeks. And they had to be able to purchase it and do it without Like, it's just like, there's so many conditions and so many things that had to be worked out. So I think like the only answer for me with all the visions is finding the right team. So I can pour myself into creating the ideas in my mind and pen to paper instead of like watching the biggest advice I'd have for anyone listening is if you catch yourself going down that YouTube rabbit hole of one video to the next, to the next, to the next of like, how do I hook up a convert kit email? Like, I haven't sent out any emails like pretty much the whole <laughs> pandemic, but I'm like ready to get this thing going in the right way. And that's my truth because I don't want to put my energy there, but I do of course want to be reaching out and staying current with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is very inspirational. Final question for you. If You can give one last piece of advice to a young woman that is desiring to be a future entrepreneur. What would you share with them?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, of course watch out for the girl in the red dress, (laughs) watch out because there's so many things out there to seduce you away from what is your true purpose. It's so easy, you know? And, you know, if there's anything in your life that's not serving you, like really, really, really like get quiet and get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like let go or be dragged. That's one of my favorite sayings, you know? Um, It's just like, you have to stay true to yourself. You have to never give up you have to never stop. Like, luckily that's something that's been ingrained in me my whole life, but it's like, keep your eye on your prize. You know, not all those other things that people try to like pull you into stay open. I'm not saying like have blinders on, but like, man, you got to get focused. You got to trust that everything's happening the way it's supposed to, as cliche as it sounds, even if it doesn't make sense right now, because a lot of things don't make sense right now to all of us, Mm -hmm. you know, on a global level. And it's like, we're going to look back and it somehow will make sense. At this very moment, not at all, right? And just know that everything's temporary. Like, it's my motto in class. It's like, the pain you're feeling in the workout is temporary. This time in life is temporary. Like, we're going to look back at this and be telling, like, our, you know, young family about it and they're not going to believe it. And It's just like, I don't know, just, oh, the another thing is to really celebrate your wins. You know, like, I... My biggest thing is I'm always on to the next thing and the next thing. And I want to be able to, to pause in the moment and say like, wow, this is amazing. Okay. Now let's do the next thing. Not like, what's the next thing, you know? And I think the last thing would just be, God, there's so many, but that perfectionism, like it, it, it's like Brene Brown says, perfectionism is our biggest enemy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it is so seductive and it really will, it will, it will destroy you if you don't put things out, you know, you have to just put it out. And like, I look back at some of the things I put out like old flyers and like old things on my Instagram that I should probably delete. And they were so bad. You got like, they were crazy and over the top. And like me and like my husband, Chris in the garage trying to like design. So who cares? You know, like the girls loved it at the time and it was a good time, but it's like, I'm still happy I put it out because at least I went for it,
0: you know? Absolutely. Just, just launch the damn thing. That's what we got to (laughs) do. Launch the
1: damn thing, put it out there and just watch the tiny miracles unfold, you know, and, and take them in.
0: Thank you, Leslie, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out Body by Leslie to get a new innovative Pilates experience. Looking to hear more about what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast and we'll catch you next time on The Drift.